0: Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Tonight we're talking about prayer. And learning how to pray effective is one of the most important things in the life of the believer. It's one of the most important things you and I can figure out in our Christian walk. And tonight we're going to be talking about the prayer of faith. Really, a believer cannot be successful in fulfilling his God-given purpose in life if he doesn't know how to pray according to biblical principles. I want you to know, a believer cannot be, I want to read this to you. A believer cannot be successful in fulfilling God's promise and purpose for their life. Why? Because you've got to pray biblical. So we're gonna talk about a biblical perspective. Today's I'm gonna to roll on your toes a little bit, so go put some shoes on, amen? Because a believer's prayer life should be based and built upon the word of God. But a lot of times in life, we pray these prayers. Um, I do it, so I'm thinking you do it too. Sometimes we just pray these prayers to pray. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I prayed. You know, I've, I've done this with you guys, and um, it's kind. Of, I pray for you every morning, right? So just the other day, I, I did it again. You know, you got to catch yourself with prayer. Now, let me just read this to you. And I'm going to talk to you about this. A believer's prayer life should be based and built upon the Word of God. Okay? That's the most important. So in this study, what we're going to do is this. We're going to look at that, and we're going to discuss principles, but we're also going to understand that that righteous position is the key for prayer, but we have to understand what prayer is all about. So I'm going to explain this to you. The other day, I was praying for you, and I caught myself doing this. How many times I did this? God blessed them. And I said, stop, God already blessed you. Ephesians one three says, you've been blessed with all spiritual blessings by God. So I stopped my little kind of like praying for the relevant church family, praying for our extended family, praying for the partners, praying for you, praying for everybody, praying for everybody. And I said, you know, I was kind of like not really intentional in my prayer. And I just started praying like, God bless them. And I said, wait a minute, you're not thinking about what you're doing. You're just going through the motions. You're not really praying. You're just kind of doing your thing. So I had to stop. I had to pause. I had to focus my attention on what I was saying. And I really had to become intentional about my praying for you. Because how many know God already blessed you? And it was true. I caught myself just going through. I was moving around. And I was like, and I had to stop. I had to sit. I had to settle. And I had to start praying. And I prayed, God, thank you that you blessed him. Thank you that you prospered them. Thank you that are no sickness nor disease shall live in or on their body. They have wealth in every, every form and every fashion. You're protecting their children. You're watching over them in everything they do. They will not dash their foot against the stone just in case they slip in stumble. angels will go be on guard to protect them. I started getting, man, my prayer snapped into place. And I felt, see what it was? But I'm not careful. You know what I'm doing? I'm going through the motions of prayer. I'm not even really praying. I'm not, I am almost being mindless in my prayer. And because of it, it was it was bothering me because I knew, you, you're, come on, man, get focused. And if you're not careful, you pick up bad habits in prayer. Write that down, man, that's strong. When have you ever heard anybody say you got bad prayer habits? I've never heard anybody in my life say that. Coin that, put that, tweet that out there. That's my point of the day. You get bad prayer habits. So he's like, well, I'm praying. That's like the guy that goes to the gym, walks around with the water bottle, goes to every machine, puts it on the machine, hangs his towel, and talks for 20 minutes and picks it up and goes, the next. I went to the gym. You didn't do nothing, but you went. Yay. That's like the kid that goes to school, takes attendance, sits there all day, daydreams out the window, doesn't do none of his homework, doesn't pay attention to nothing. So you went to school, you didn't learn nothing. We must base our prayers scriptural. So I'm going to give you some truths. I'm going to give you some powerful tools that are going to help you. Now, I talked to you about righteousness, and I want you to understand, I think prayer must be based upon the principle of righteousness more than anything. Your righteous position that God has given you is key. We must understand that righteousness means it's our ability to stand in the presence of the Father without the sense of guilt or inferiority. This has been the quest for mankind forever. we got to get rid of sin consciousness because in 2 Corinthians 5.21, he explains why it's so important. It says, him who knew no sin, God made to become sin on our behalf, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. We have become the righteousness of God in Christ. This righteousness is not an experience like just meaning like, oh, we experienced it and it goes away. It's we've made it. Although it gives birth to many marvelous experiences, it is the nature that God has given us. My DNA after being born again is righteous. I'm constantly accepted by God, and nothing can change that position of God accepting me. Now, that's big, because think about how many people think, even though I'm trying to get God. I kind of like this, right? So we could think I'm I'm settling in my seat here. You feel it? I feel like the doctor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So just think of this. I want you to go slow with me, so just chill. I'm going to sit up a little bit, but come on, man. Ease back with me. Think of this. How many times are a lot of the things I do in life based upon how I think I'm performing? Now, that means my actions. So I, 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 I get in a big blow up all day long. I'm in strife, whatever, all this mess, jacked up season and then I got to go pray. How effective do I feel my prayers are after I just came out of that nutness of all day long? Now watch, if you walk in and go, well, I think I was better praying the day before, I don't buy it, because you're still the righteous of God in Christ Jesus, and you're going to quick to adjust your heart, but you're not basing your prayer life on the performance of how you've been doing your daily routines of life, whether God's going to kind of like get to this place exchange. See, the the person that prays like that has a sin consciousness and hasn't based his prayers on a word conscious responsibility. That's why prayer is a legal binding contract between you and God, but the principles that need to be achieved are this. I have to find the word and then give the word back to God so then God can take the word and solidify it in my daily life. It's more of an exchange of I bring him back his word he sent me, and we basically find agreement. Prayer is just me and you agreeing. It's agreement with God in the earth, just like confession, but prayer is a little bit different. Prayer is the inception of agreement. Confession is the expression of agreement. Does that that make sense? So prayer is, I believe what I heard, from the word of God, it's the inception of it, it's the beginning of it. I accept that to be truth, and now I'm going to make that my confession on the daily. So a lot of people's problem with confession is because they haven't come to a place of prayer and accept it. Now, prayer isn't just like, you know, some whacked out zone we go in, you know, where, oh, I got to shut up in a room. I, I'm, I'm kind of, I get it. There's got to be a private side of it. But I also think prayer is like a continual process throughout the day where I'm kind of in it grabbing, it, grabbing things from God and going. So the, ins- the beginning of it or the acceptance of it gets around its agreement. And now I'm going to make that agreement from prayer, my confession in life, and now I have a more solidified agreement that God's going to do what he said he's going to do. But here's what it needs to be based on, righteousness. If your prayer life isn't based on righteousness, you're going to have problems with it because it's going to waffle based on performance. You know, it's funny. Even in Bible school, the first class they gave us was righteousness. And I always wondered, I was like, how do they figure out what's the first class to give these guys? Righteousness, I believe, is the. Is the uh, we're going to write a book. We're going to write the, one book now, but then next year, I think we're going to write this other one is about righteousness. I think I really want to, because people don't understand it. They think righteousness comes and goes. I haven't really found anything really, really good about it. So I really, really feel like I want to go deep in there and find it. Like righteousness needs to be the foundation that I go, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ, Jesus. And now here's why I pray. Here's why I do the confession. Here's why I read the word. Here's, see what I'm saying? It's like everything hangs on the foundation of righteousness and to change your life. Because Jesus took our place. He was made sin who knew no sin to be sin on my behalf. So that we might become the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. So really what you're doing, and I'm a, I'm gonna step on your toes, is this if you're focusing towards performance, you're saying what Jesus did on the cross wasn't good enough. Scary, man. It's true though, because we got now the church hasn't preached righteousness. The church has preached sin consciousness. And I and I and I I'm gonna say this: i probably even given you a little bit of like, Without the full balance package, some stuff I could teach could be like, well, it is about performance. It is a little bit, but you got to get what I'm saying. I'm always thinking in the back of my head that, right, this is why you got to go to church, man. This is why you got to, you can't take cherry pick one sermon out and go, yeah, do I talk about your actions? Yeah. But when your actions are based on righteousness, you understand that, yeah, my actions have something to do, but they're they're not telling me who I am. That's why when we're saying, hey, be obedient or, you know, all those things we give you like walk in love and do that, it's always what a righteous conscience is that you're developed in, hey, I'm the righteous God in Christ Jesus. Not this walk- Whether I walk in love or don't walk in love isn't going to separate me from God. It's going to separate me from what God can do for me, though. That it will. It'll hinder your prayers. It'll mess up. So you understand what I'm saying. And if you don't, we'll go back and listen to like 800 sermons. All right. Jesus took our praise in experiencing physical death. But now you got to understand something. This is why righteousness was so important. Remember I gave you this? Jesus didn't just die any death. He died the death of a lawbreaker. So let me ask a question. This is why righteousness, this this is what I'm, try, I'm trying to sweep this thing in so you can grab your prayer life and pull it in. Why would the guy that never broke a law die on the cross to pay the price for a lawbreaker? Because to be crucified meant you were a breaker of the law. Wasn't any kind of death. It was a death penalty to thieves. That's why when the thieves were next to him, they were lawbreakers, they were crucified. A lawbreaker was to be crucified. They didn't just like, you know, do something. Why? Everybody dies, but not everybody dies as a lawbreaker. Why did Jesus die as a lawbreaker? Well, because us, the lawbreakers, because of Adam, needed a substitute. My substitution was Jesus, therefore, The place of access for me to understand why I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus has nothing to do with me and everything to do with what he did. He died as a lawbreaker, not being one. I, being the lawbreaker, switched spots. The exchange has taken place, not because I wanted it. I didn't even know I needed it, but because he did it. Now this is all based on revelation. You could choose to be like, well, you know, I I don't really, you know, no, that's up to you. You don't think you're really there, that's, that's just a lack of revelation knowledge. So you got to get to the place where you spin this thing over and start seeing yourself who you are. So if I'm going to base my prayer time, my get alone time praying, my praying on the go, whatever it is, it has to be based in righteousness not based on a performance based upon what I'm gonna do or how I'm, gonna. no, no, no. It's my righteous position, but now here's the key. I know I'm righteous, but just because I'm righteous doesn't mean stuff's just gonna happen. And this is the problem with the church. We put too much responsibility on God doing it and not enough responsibility on us praying for God to do it. And that's the problem. This is why America shot out, church ain't praying. And I'm gonna tell you what happened was, and the devil's slick because he got the church in this state of, like, you know, we don't talk about this stuff no more. Back in the day when I came to church, you talked about, like, praying and, you know, and, and pressing in and interceding, and you'd be hard-pressed to find a church that intercedes. You know what I mean? You, you, tell, you go take let – me, let me go slow. I, I ain't going to be a buster, but I'm going to be a buster. You go take the top 20 mega churches in America and go, how many of these guys are pushing prayer? And I'm talking about real prayer. We, we grew up in an atmosphere where it was like, everybody's praying. I, I literally have people, I literally would go to a meeting and, and hear a preacher, and while he was preaching, people in that room were praying for him to get the right utterance. We don't even talk like this no more in the church. We don't. And I don't think some things pass with time. Now, if we still got, like, green shag carpet, and you know that, you know, everybody got all that purple, you know, you got that purple royalty rug still. Come on, somebody. We got like a blue. You, know I'm saying? you got that big old, you got all that gold trim all up in there. Look, it's like 1973 Jubilee. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. And you got tambourines hanging on the wall. Come on, somebody. Look, I'm not talking about we don't outgrow. Look, I'm not wearing bell bottoms. They're coming back, though. I'm not wearing no bell bottoms and no 1970s polka dot suit, even though I could rock it. Because things change with time. But truth never changes with time. It's timeless. Truth stays the same forever. So do we just leave these, you know, that that ain't cool. No, this is what we need to do. So we need to understand there's principles of prayer that we must achieve to get greater success. So I said all that to say this. So get in the comments and start writing this stuff down. Number one, you need to get quiet in God's presence. Now, let me explain that. That doesn't mean you go lock yourself up all day. You got to be able to get quiet. Like I told you, I was praying for you and I'm like all over. I got, you sometimes got to get quiet in the midst of movement. You know what I mean? And I'm going to tell you what, nobody like, I just, I just was talking to somebody who's funny. Silence, man. Si- people can't handle silence. They can't. They like noise, man, because they don't want to be alone with their thoughts. So a lot of people cannot handle silence. <laughs> it's true, man. That's why right, people don't want to get alone because they do not want to get alone with their thoughts. A lot of people are scared to get alone with themselves. That's why they want to stay busy. Because silence is brutal. Silence, silence was Jesus' greatest test. Because when he was sil- when, he went, when heaven went silent, that's when he, he, he was most he was most, um, I would say challenged for identification because the, the, the isolation didn't bother him. obviously he spent 40 days, 40 nights. The, 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 the subjection didn't bother him. It was the it was the silence. My God, my God, where are you? The silence challenged them the most and you'll be challenged more in silence than you will in any other season you walk through. because I can pain I feel something. Starving I feel something. <laughs> silence. Gary, <laughs> And a lot of people don't want to get quiet because they got to get alone with themselves. And that's where really you hear who you really, adjustments and all that stuff. So, all right. So look at Psalms. It says, so you need to get quiet in God's presence so you can get a good track to run on, but we're righteous. Psalm 37, 7 says, quiet your heart in his presence and pray. Keep hope alive as you long for God to come through for you. So I think that's kind of like the balancing beam. Like I'm going to get in this thing and do it. So look at this focus point. Man, I love this scripture in Matthew 6. Look what this thing says. Because it talks about understanding how this prayer is supposed to look. And a lot of times we think this. Now I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, I don't want, don't write, don't get mad at me. But everybody's like, well, if you get a 1,000 people praying for you. Like what, we're going to tip the scale of heaven if a 1,000 people are praying? I understand. We are talking about the prayer of faith tonight, okay? This is where you got to get and sometimes I think in life we go. Like, if I could get a million people to pray, we're going to tip the scale of heaven. And you know, you get one person of faith to pray, you can move the world. And I understand the intercession part. I understand the the, the communal, uh, corporate prayer. I get that. I mean, it got, it got Paul and Silas out of prison. You know what I mean? I understand. But here's what I do not want you to do: prayer, prayer is not found in the multitudes that moves God. Prayer is in the righteous position of the believer that moves God based upon Scripture. I believe that you can have 100,000 people praying one prayer and you can have one person praying the same prayer, and as long as you stay scriptural, why in the world would God not make sure he answers your prayer? He has to. So look what it says in Matthew 6 and 5, and really pull this in this, your, your spirit realm. When you pray, Be sincere. Okay, now, I want you to see the, sincer- the sincerity of prayer. Now, I'm going to say something. I think you need to be intentional, sincere, specific, and I think prayer. Now, I'm going to say something here, and I like this. When you're just in communication with God, you know, a lot of times prayer is just for comfort. That's one thing. But I think when you really get scriptural and legal, prayer should be more of a legal transaction than it should be just a position of sincerity of the mind, meaning this. Well, I'm gonna go, no, I'm going in there with chapter, verse, scripture, proof, acceptance, receiving, exchange, I've got it, walking out. I'm keeping this thing biblical and I'm keeping this thing transactional. And I I promise you this. Now, I think there's multi-sides of prayer. There's comfort in prayer. God, I'm having, why can you not go in there? God, I'm having a bad day. Now, that's in bad confession, but if you're alone with God, who cares? He's here to comfort you. Not everything I pray is about transaction and exchange and all this stuff. But I'll tell you now, God just sees it through the word. So when you pray, be sincere, not like pretenders who love attention. They'll receive while praying before others. And meetings on street corners. Believe me, they've already received their full reward. But whenever you pray, Go into the innermost chamber. Be alone with your Father God, praying to him in secret. Now, see, this is what I'm saying, prayer in secret, right? So that doesn't mean that doesn't mean you're broadcasting your prayers. Now, I, it's okay to ask for prayer. It's okay to put up a prayer request. Come on, you know what I'm saying. Don't go, don't get, you know, always somebody got to get in a ditch over here. You know, they go over there. Well, you know, are you talking about praying over food? And bro, be quiet. I told you I'm praying the prayer of faith. You pray every day over your food. You pray normal stuff. You pray over. I'm talking about the prayer phrase "Believe you receive." Are you trying to say we're not? No. He's going to reward you. When you pray, there's no need to repeat empty phrases. Praying like prayers like those who don't know God, for they expect God to hear them because of many words. They think the repetition of prayer is the reason. Well, if I keep praying for the same thing every day, no. That is, he said using vain repetition in the King James. If you pray and ask, ask. I remember going to church, right? And it's like, ask, mm, and keep on ha, asking. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what in the heaven is this? Knock, mm, and keep on. Have a hey, Church, knock and keep on knocking. I hear you knocking, but you can't come in. Ha! I hear you knocking. Come on, man. What is this? Seek and keep on. Ha! Keep on. Ha! Keep on. Ha! Keep on. Keep on. How much keep it on? Keep on seeking. No, he said, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be open." He didn't say, you know, we got God as some jerk. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, if you hit heaven just right. Ooh, ah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You hit heaven just right. Heaven will open up. Hey. You know, I went to church one time and the preacher was there and some, I was in there. And God said yes, no, and maybe. Yes, no, or maybe. What do you mean? Yes, no. No, he let you maybe, maybe. ain't <laughs> got you no know, maybe with God. God will just tell you straight up. We got God painting this picture, of some goober, man. I'm not being mean, but I wouldn't serve the God these people talk about. You're weird. You know? Well, if you open up the pearly gate on the right time, God will show you that. Now, you show up with the word of God, God will hear you. Listen to me, man. Stop this goofy prayer. You want to go in there and bawl and squall and sling some snot and get out your emotions, great. I'd rather you do that in the presence of God than your friends. Go in there and pray that. God, I'm mad. I've been in God. God, I'm mad. God, I'm angry. God, I'm ticked off. God, ah! And then you'll calm down in his presence. He won't fall off the throne. You'll probably have to watch this videotape, like, you know, for decades in heaven, or I don't know. Let's hope to God he doesn't doesn't have surround sound. And you just get it over with. You know know what I'm trying to say? But let's go get scriptural in our prayer life. Why should God be doing what you ask him to do in life without the word? Now, this is the thing. I just told somebody this the other day. Well, you think God does this? No, I'm telling you what's happening here. God has no right in the earth without the believer. People don't know this. I don't understand how these guys make it. God has no right in the earth and no legal access in the earth because of the high treason that Adam committed. The only way that God has access in the earth is through the church, guys. He can't come in. So the only way that we can get God to show up in the earth on our behalf, because I'm not this sovereign. Somebody prayed it out, man. Give me, stopped it. I don't care who you are. I got, my friends think like this. People like, God's sovereign. Bump that. I don't buy it. I, great preachers say it. I don't believe it. Somebody had to pray it, otherwise God would be unfair. So God does something for you, but he doesn't do it for me? No. Somebody prayed in tongues somewhere and got God to move with words. Why do you think when you pray in tongues, you let go of words? He needs words. Words are the exchange of the earth. Words. Your words. He needs words. He's got no right in the earth without your words. That's why you got to get the words coming out of your mouth. This is what I'm telling you. It ain't going to change to get the word. Did God do this? Now, God didn't do nothing bad. Why bad things happen? Because the devil's running rampant on stupid. You got to have words. We got to get words. So now, where do I find this thing? So watch this. Number two, write that down. Now, I told you number one, right? Go get quiet. Go get alone. Go get some scripture. Go get, you got to study. I, I feel, I feel this. Well, good. Tell your feelings, feel the word of God. Two, confidence in prayer comes from knowing God hears your prayers. That's 1 John 5, 14 and 15. Since we have this confidence, we can also have great boldness before him. For if we present any request agreeable to his will, he hears us. Any request. Yeah, any request. And if we know he hears us, whatever we ask, we also know we have obtained the request we ask of him. King James says this is the confidence we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his word, any agreeable to his will, his will is his word. So when you find the word of God, you found the will of God. You want to know the will of God, find the word of God, and when you put them together, you what? You took on, and if we know that he hears us, what do you mean if he hears us? Well, obviously, we're speaking that word back to him, and if we speak the word back to him, then he, Now, sorry, you say, how do you do it? You're home right now, and you got bodily pain. You're saying, I need healing. Well, God knows what I need. The Bible says you know what you need, but you got to ask anyway. 1 Peter 2.24, that says, by his stripes you were healed. So you take that word of God of 1 Peter, and by his stripes I'm healed. You were healed. You go back to God and go, God, right now I might have some infirmities in my body, but I want to I bring your word back to you. Isaiah fifty five eleven says, when my word comes back to me, I'll accomplish it there which it sent it. you. Sent, he sent his word, and we send his word back to him. Then he could move in the earth. He needs words. See, words, see, just do this. Just say the earth. Look at the globe. Everybody knows the globe, right? The globe. Now say heavens above the globe, right? We're just doing this. If you're going to get, you all watch movies, you know, where like they put this force field over the globe, and you can't get through it. Well, words can penetrate the force field of the globe and get into the heavens, And when God in heaven hears your word, he sends back through the portal of words. He sent his word and healed you, he sent his word. He sent his word and brought you great success. Meditate there in day and night to observe to do then then thou shalt have good success. So that word, see i saying? So when I say 1 Peter says that by your stripes I'm healed, I send that word back to him. Guess what happens now? Now that word activates the anointing within it. See, the power is in the word. When I speak it, now the activation of it has come to that. I believe I receive healing right now because 1 Peter says that by your stripes I was healed. And now I receive what's in that word to accomplish my right then and there now what does everybody do they don't pray they don't pray according to the word they pray according to feel well I don't feel no different well who said that he said you feel I don't see no change circumstances who said he's going to change circumstances overnight I don't have no feeling I don't have no visual I don't have no nothing. I don't got nothing come on somebody I don't know what you got, but I know who got you. You see what I'm saying? I don't feel it. Who cares what you feel? We must realize the importance of the word of God in prayer. So here's my question number one to you. Are your prayers scriptural? Um, No, I go in there and just kind of tell God how it's going. I have no problem. I'm going to break prayer up. I don't know where I come up with this stuff. This is all, I'm serious. I'm either shout out. But I might just be right. I know I'm right. You have a communal side of prayer where you just communicate, like talking to a buddy, like, hey, the day stunk. You know what I mean? Like I am sad. I'm lonely. I'm blah blah. You just gotta like communicate, fellowship, constant fellowship. Adam was fellowship with God in the cool of the day. And then you're gonna have a side of prayer where like I'm gonna get some stuff done. Enough talking about how I feel. Enough talk. He said he'll comfort you. Come to ask for help in the time of need. Go to the throne of grace. So we could say this. There is a prayer side of communion. Like this. All the guys know what I'm talking about. Men and women, you understand this. You ever get around your wife, right? Or a girl? You know, girls, they just want to talk sometimes. Guys are mechanical. So they're like, if you do this, one, two. Three, four, five. Your life's gonna be. We're mechanical. We go. Here's the five keys to get it done. She don't want no five keys to get it done. She just wants to talk and let her emotions get out. You're the same way sometimes. You get to God and go, God, this thing. and guys, you do this too. But the problem is, that's why most guys don't want to pray because they don't like the vulnerability of of expressing weakness. But that just goes to show you, you're 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 shot out. We're all weak. You understand? Know and in our weakness, we find His strength. And then you're loud as a warrior. So leave that for another day. So I'm, let's just say you could take prayer time and cut it up. There's a pie chart, right? So you go, man, Some this is just me expressing how I'm doing. I had a bad day. So you had a bad day. Come on. So you tell them, right? I'm not happy. I'm a little loomy, gloomy, whatever. Then you got sides of it like my prayer times got activation of confession and, you know, Praying in tongues or taking that little pie chart, right? So I got my community, if you can slice it up, right? My communication, my time to hang out, my go get alone time, my take a walk, I'm gonna go clear my head, I'm just gonna go tell God I'm hurting, I'm sad, I'm happy, I'm glad, I'm pumped, I'm shot out, whatever, boom. Then you got that other side, let's sandwich the other side. So we're gonna get to the scriptural side in a minute. And now we got this pie right here, we got this piece right here. The piece right here is this hey, we're right here, and here's my deal. What's that? I'm going to have to pray in the Holy Spirit a little bit. That's part of prayer. I'm going to have to confess the word. I'm going to have my time of reflection and meditation. That's cool. Now we're going to take this slice over here, right? Boom. It's like a pizza, you know, cut it up in three, three huge pieces. Now you got this side. Where's your word-based prayer? Now watch this. I know what you're going to say. Pastor Chris, after I pray it and believe I receive, what do I do? There's the time to reaffirm what it is I believe. So now watch this. When I go to prayer for you, I'm doing more thinking than I'm doing anything. Because I already released faith for you. So my prayer for you guys, thank you, God, for the relevant church family, as we're praying with the family harvest, as we're praying with everybody we're praying with, everybody, all the partners, all the friends, everybody, as we're like, boom, we're one body. I'm like, God, thank you that you bless them to have the knowledge and the wisdom. I pray wisdom over you. Because God gave you wisdom, knowledge, understanding. I pray and thank God that you got wisdom for making the right decisions on a daily. I thank God that sickness and disease cannot live in or on your body, because 1 Peter said, I thank God that you're the head and not the tail, you're above and not beneath. I just thank you, thank you, God. I ain't going to ask, and God God already told you in the Word what you got. Problem with the church is you keep waiting and waiting and something. Nah, no, 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 no. No, you take active steps, and as you take those steps of action, the actions that you take produce results in your life that cannot be changed because they're going to happen because God said so. Does that make sense? So we have to ask yourself this question. We know that God's word is his will. We know that if we find scriptures that definitely promise the things you're asking for, them scriptures are going to produce, man. (laughs) Look, if the scriptures don't promise you the things you're desiring, You ain't got no business praying those things. I'm going to go over here. No, you got to get word. You don't want nothing outside the word of God. Faith for any promise from God is found within the promise. You better get that again. Come on, write that down. Tweet. Come on, tweet it. Give me some hearts. Give me some stars. Faith. For any promise from God is found within the promise. So when you go and thank God, now that little pie piece, a week from now, you're going to go back and just thank God. Thank God. you like, ooh, my body, ooh, I feel that. No, 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 hush around. I believe that I received. Thank you, Lord. I believe that I received when I prayed. I believe that I received when I prayed. That's big. Find, number three, find scriptures, three. Come on, three. I shout a three. Come on. Three, find scriptures, that provide the promise you are believing for. That's your job. My God in heaven, man! I told you this a long time, man. I used to have. I used to have. I bought an architect. You ever seen an architect's desk? That was the first desk I bought. I did. You ever seen an architect's desk? They they lean up, and you you lock them down. I used, I couldn't, I, you had to have a, a concordance and a lexicon and a Strong's concordance and a Bible and commentaries and all this stuff. You had to have it all laid out. Yeah, I mean, I had books and books and you had to, I, so I got to, I said, where am I going to put it on? So I tilted it so I could see it. And I used to sit there and go, okay, I'm reading this and commentary. Now, bro, you got to, you, you can find a world on this thing. You better stop your, hush your mouth. Don't take no work. Google. Shut it. E sword, I use E sword. I love it. Free. And if you want the fancy downloads, get some. I got a paid description. Get the, what are you kidding me? I go in there, I put in one word, the whole, every scripture on the thing in there, different translate. Like, come on, stop. How are you lazy? You better stop being lazy, man. I'm coming over to whoop you. Look, the word of God is there. You can Google it. I don't want to mention, you know, you say that thing on the phone and it'll go find it for you. You know what I'm saying? If you say, Siri, don't say it loud. Just wake up and he's bother me all sermon. Come on, you know what I'm saying? You stop it. Stop making excuses. Find scriptures that provide the promise you're believing for. Second Peter 1 and 3. Now, this is true. Y'all know these scriptures, but I'm praying to God you start living them. You guys are doing good. You can do this thing. I'm gonna coach you. I told you that. We're gonna get ready to summit. We're gonna start summit next week. I'm gonna talk more about that. We get in summit, I'm gonna break down all that teaching out of the summit. And I'm going to put it on that app. You better download that app, Chris Sarno Ministries app. Get it. If you ain't got it, I'm going to check your phone when you come to church on Sunday and see if you got it in there. If you don't, I'm not going to let you in. Come on, just get in. You lighten up. I can hear what you're thinking. According as his divine power had given unto us all things. Right there. He said, my power gave you all things pertaining to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. That's the Bible. Exceeding great and precious promises that have glory and virtue filled in them that by these you might become a partaker of a divine nature. He said, you taking that word and giving that word back to God, that word becomes one with you, you get a divine nature, and you'll escape the corruption that's in the world. Boom. One of the big steps to receiving answered prayer is deciding what we want from God, finding the scriptures or the scriptures. Get multiple evidence. Remember I told you that? A judge, man, he ain't never been to of no crime. He just looks at evidence. You know, Dr. Price just went home to be with the Lord. And I promise you this, man. I, I was saying, the evidence. I preached that. Evidence. Can we see your evidence? Where's your evidence? I ain't got none. You ever watch People's Court? These morons show up with nothing. Well, they did it. You got pictures? No. Got paperwork? No. Well, you should just believe me because I said so. Ain't nobody going to believe you just because you said so. Where You show up with pictures? you show up with contracts, you show up with evidence, what's the judge say? Pay that man. Can heaven pay you on what God promised you based upon your evidence? Woo! I want to say that again. I hope I can. Can heaven pay you on what God promised you based upon the evidence you got? What kind of evidence you got? Your devil's talking you out of everything. Because you ain't got no proof. You got to be a proof producer when that nitwit shows up. That's what he got Job with. I don't understand Job. I do. I understand it was a one-time instance in the Bible, but Job should have just keep speaking the word of God. I don't care what it looks like. Now, I know he got double in the end, but guess what? He I don't think he would have had to go through all that mess. Uh-uh. Not a New Testament believer. You don't go and say, no, nah, it's written. Be like, Jesus, is written. What are you going to do? It's 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 written. What are you going to do? do? It's written. Shut up. It's written. Can heaven give you what God promised you based upon your proof of evidence? Well, I, I don't know what the Bible says. That's your fault. Pastor Chris, you must definitely find what God has promised you. So many times we're. I'm telling you, man, You better get get scriptural, and you better get according to the word, and you better be praying about it, and you better be thanking God. Because I'm telling you, man, this is the key. This is the key with this day, because they waffle. You know why you waffle? Because your feelings and your circumstances and all this nonsense makes you think, well, if God's doing it, why do I see this? Oh, come on, man, why do you see this? Who knows why you see this? You trust in God, or you trust in, you trust in what you see? Four, you got to believe you receive before you see it. Did you get that? You got to believe you receive. That's Mark 11, 23. For verily I say unto you. <laughs> My God. Ha! I say unto you. Whosoever shall say in the mountain? Be down, removed, be down, cast to sea. Shout out, down his harbor. Shall believe whatsoever he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. Twenty-four. Therefore, I say unto you, I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire, you desire it. Did you get the will of God for it from the Word when you pray? Well, he said, when you whatsoever you desire, desires should be proof produced from the Word of God. Once you get access to that. When you pray, believe that you received them and you shall have them. Uh okay. Why you be praying repetitive prayers? Cuz you didn't believe you pray, believe you received when you prayed it the first time. Let me let it just sink in. Every prayer you prayed more than once, unbelief was present. That's why you ain't getting exchange. I think you should posture before you step into a place of prayer and be conscious of what you're getting ready to enter into before you just flippantly walk into the presence of God. Because that's the problem. Just like I did the other day. I went in, oh, God bless, I got half out of it. Well, that's half out of prayers don't get answered. And that's that's why you're really hurting your prayer life because we do not stay scriptural We do not stay in the mindset of it. We don't stay intentional. We don't stay specific. And we really become discombobulated almost in the mental arena because we get so caught up with the nonsense of life that when we even dare walk into the presence of God, we don't have that process. So if you said to me, I would say first, let's just break it up in stages. Go before, before you even get ready to go to prayer, get focused. Okay, so write these down. One, this is before you guys, get focused. Know what you're doing the minute you get there. Now, I'm going to say this. I think the place of prayer was for the consciousness of the person to identify that God was meeting them more for the individual than God himself. Because, see, it's like if I go to this place, I'm expecting, like if I go to like the coffee shop, I'm expecting coffee. If I go to the pasta place, I'm expecting pasta. If I if I, if I I go to God's, right, you see the mentality of it, I need you to get it. So I think God's like, go to this quiet place so you can believe I'm there. Well, God's everywhere. He's here right now. But you are focused on communicating. So figure out wherever you got to get focused. Then, two, the Bible says when you come into his presence, Bring thanksgiving, bring praise, bring worship. So focus, focus, and bring worship. Thank Him. Thank Him for who He is. And don't ask for nothing. There's times you'll never get past focus and worship and never get to petition. Never. Because they'll be answered some of the stuff before you even get there. So I'm fo- one, focus. I'm getting ready to go pray. I'm getting ready to go pray, and I can't be praying these goofy, no-faith prayers. I'm going in there. I'm bringing thanksgiving, praise, worship, adoration, love. I'm bringing them the best I got. Thank you. Thanksgiving, love, worship, coming in, right? Remember we said the pathway? Remember we talked about that? The pathway to his presence was praise. The pathway to his presence was worship. The pathway to his presence was woo jesus mashallah come on feel the holy ghost you feel the holy ghost i feel the holy ghost on that one right i go in there come on do it right so get in there and give your best give your best and then now go slow then yeah 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 then give this then i got exchange of petition maybe i got a financial struggle go in there and get the exchange believe you receive healing believe you receive marriage believe believe you receive believe you receive All to believe you receive through the scriptural proof and evidence of the Word of God. Believe you receive. Believe you receive. So I got focus. Got to get focus. Worship. Then I got the position of exchange, right? I this I got needs. I got whether it be whatever. Front and half in the worship. You can even say before the petition. I got the focus of hey God communication. Whatever you want to do. So if you want to go focus worship communicate, come on. That's fine if you got like, God, it's I'm having a bad day. God, it's a mess. God, I'm, I'm I'm weak. God, I'm struggling. Have that. Have that time of compassion and comfort. So we'll call that comfort, right? So I got focus before I go in, worship, comfort, comfort. I need to be comforted. The Holy Spirit said, you comfort me. I need some comfort. I'm, I'm a mess, okay? I'm going through a bad day. I'm having a good day. You having a great day? Get your praise shout. So I got focus. So I'm focusing going in. I got worship, comfort. Now I'm in this place delegating exchange. I need some results in life. Believe and I receive, I pray right there. Now, you better walk in that after comfort thing with believe I receive. I promise you, you pray those same goofy prayers next week, you didn't have faith. I believe I receive right now. Now, the fight's going to be to stay in that Thanksgiving after you leave. I thank God, right? I get myself together. I thank God. Then I walk out. Maybe I'm in, I'm in the car. I'm in the house. Now watch what's going to happen. 30 minutes later, the enemy is going to try to say, man, did you really get that done? And you're now, because you have the acceptance of the word of God, that seed is in there. You have to have a place of agreement. I believed, I received when I prayed, and I thank God for what I believed I received. So now your body, you went in there for healing, right? You got it by faith. I believe I received my prayer. Now next week, your body hurts. You can't be like, it didn't work. You got to go back to the scripture that got you. By His stripes, I'm healed. Thank you. Last Wednesday when I prayed, I believed I received, and I got it. I believed I received when I prayed. Just keep it in the right text. Get away from I got it because that sometimes can mess you up. I believe I received when I prayed. I believe I received And thank God and praise God and keep yourself. Be positive in your thinking and resist the doubt. And reject anything that contradicts that word. That's what you got to do. And then what do you do? You just stay there. Now, what if it takes a while? It might take forever. I don't really know and I don't care. It's still the truth. Right? And then the last thing when you come out, right? Number five, and then we're done. Continually keep thanking God continually for the answer. That's it. Thank you. I believe that I received. Last Wednesday, I believe that I received. Thank you. Thank you. If you can't get nothing coming out your mouth and you got a test of your faith, thank you, 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 God. You're a good God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Telling you, it's important, okay? And i give you number six because I don't want to do this next week. We'll be on the next point, right? Because we're going to be in a summit, Holy Spirit summit. Six. Right, I gave you five. Now somebody said, "Why are you didn't give me five? I gave you five. Keep thanking God continually for the answer. Six, here you go. Here's six. Don't say anything different than what you're believing God for. Hush your mouth. Well, I, I, I man, I'm telling you, some people. I, man, just today, somebody went through something and. They got their mouth in left field, man. If you believe you received, why would you say anything contradictory to what you believe you received? Don't say nothing. I'm telling you, man, sometimes you're looking for emotional response from people and it's hurting your faith. Don't do it. Pastor Chris, who in the world am I going to talk to about this? Uh, focus, and then we got comfort. Go tell your God. Because people, what are they going to do for you anyway? They just going to talk about you. What are people going to do? They're going to, oh, they ain't going to pray for you, half the people you know. Come on. Somebody will, but not everybody. Don't complain and don't contradict. Don't contradict what your mouth, what the Word of God says you have and what the Word of God says you can do and what the Word of God says you can become. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You know what I'm saying? So you got it, right? So here's my new thing. I'm focusing. I'm going to go to prayer. I'm going to bring my comfort time to God. You may never leave comfort sometimes. Like, I don't need nothing. I'm good right now. Some of you, times you might have petition to request. Find them scriptures. Go in there with evidence. Go in there, tell God. Believe you receive. Come out. And then what? At Thanksgiving. And then what do you do when you walk around Thanksgiving? Don't let no idea come to you and mess you up. I rebuke it. I bind it. I come against it. I resist it. I'm not receiving it. I'm telling you, man, anti-Christ are the thoughts that rebel against the word of God. And that's the things of God and the desires of God and all stuff. So you got to fight this fight of faith. It's going to be here it anyway, and it is not biased for anyone. It is attacking everyone to fight of faith. So you have to make sure you fight to keep your faith. Now, you win. You stand from a place of victory. But do not get caught up in this thing thinking, like, everything should be great if God's there. No. If God's there, thank God, because everything is not easy. But he sure is faithful. Amen. Come on. So let me pray for you because I'm believing God is going to move supernaturally in your midst each and every day. And he will. Amen. I hope that helped you. Bless me. It's a basic. These are the basics. As you add these basic truths to your life about prayer and righteousness and understanding, your life's going to take on new meaning. So let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for each and every person listening at the sound of my voice. I thank you that you're making a way in this time of prayer to help them develop prayer principles that change their life forever. You're helping them focus as they go into prayer. You're helping comfort them as they go into prayer. You're helping them get to the place of petition and exchange proof producing evidence in the time of prayer. You are helping them coming out with a heart filled with thanksgiving and you're also giving them the strength to resist every doubt and every compromising situation that may try to arise against the word of God they have received when they believe. Thank you, Father, for moving supernaturally in their midst and in their mind and helping them hold on to the promises of God with faith in Jesus' name we pray and everybody said amen and amen. Well, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Listen, I love you guys. I know it's been a good word because God God is moving in our midst. Amen. Praise God. So apply it to your life. Share it. If you still got time if you came in late. Share it right now. Somebody will catch it. Somebody will be encouraged by it. I love you. I'm going to see you. Don't forget 9 and 10:30 service. Hallelujah. It's getting close to seeing even more people coming. We got brand new faces in the place. We're excited to see you guys. Some of you haven't seen for a while. We're so excited to come to 10:30 live and in person, nine o'clock online. But we're going to see you soon here at Relevant. And remember this: we love you. We're praying for you. We can't wait to see some of you again. And I want you to know this, your life's going to a whole new level. I know these truths are going to help you, but you just start navigating through life and see God move in your midst. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Love you, see you soon.